Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. This just in, Illinois is ranked number one in the country in basketball practice facilities. The Auburn Basketball Complex is nearly complete, and like it was in 1998, it will again be among the best in the country. All right, Richie will take us inside the doors. He'll talk... uh, recruiting he'll talk schedules and uh get a feel for how illinois is going to wind up this year all in this week's podcast inside illini basketball come back after these messages hi i'm paul rudy ceo of rudy wealth management and host of paul rudy's on the money radio show every successful investor i've ever met continuously acted on a plan every failed investor i've ever met was constantly reacting to current events If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Oh, good Monday morning, everyone, and welcome back. Welcome back to Scott Ritchie. He's served his one-week suspension. Uh, that's the reason why he didn't listen to Inside Illini Basketball last week. Uh, Scott got himself in trouble, mouthed off to the uh, the uh, higher-ups here at the News Gazette. So we had to sit him down. Cool as jets. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> that's not what happened. We took Labor Day <laughs> off. We... Scott Ritchie is the hardest-working man around, covering Illinois football, covering some volleyball, trying to uh, keep on top of basketball. So we said, enjoy the holiday, Scott Ritchie. And you know what? He did. Yeah, still managed to work, but just a little less and from home. All right. Well, we're happy to have Scott back. I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News. What episode are we on, Scotty? 214. 214. Uh, started so many way back in the day on Monday mornings, it's... It's something I really don't look forward to. I, I mean, I look forward to every Monday, is what I meant to say. Yep, sure. No no Freudian slip there. Uh, and we will talk basketball, but i got to start off with football. Richie was at Memorial Stadium on Saturday watching another dominating defensive effort. And uh, with all the shenanigans that took place in the Big Ten West, that's the question everybody's asking this morning, Scott Richie. Can Illinois win the Big Ten West? I think it maybe more likely today than it would have been three weeks ago. I'm not saying that they will, but the Big Ten West is kind of a nightmare. More so than usual. They've never won the Big Ten championship game, right, in the first place as a Big Ten West champ. And it's probably not going to happen this year. No. 
And, but I mean, the Big Ten West could have been great this year, and it still wouldn't have happened, right? Because <laughs> Michigan and Ohio State are, I think, a, a class above everybody else. But um, I mean, just just look at it. Like Wisconsin just lost to Washington State. I mean, that's not a terrible loss, but it's not a good one. Um, Iowa has scored a single touchdown in two games. Mm-hmm. Um, surprisingly, it was an offensive touchdown. That that actually does surprise me. Um, Nebraska just fired Scott Frost, and they could have waited like three more weeks and saved themselves like roughly $11 million, but they were just like, screw it, this guy's awful. Have, wait, before you go any further, have you seen like the money these schools are getting for TV? Don't tell me $11 million means a thing. It's a it's chump change. Go ahead. It's, it's, I mean, for me, $11 million is still a lot. <laughs> Um, and Scott Frost is going to, he just walks away with, I think, $17 million mm. in a buyout. All right. Um, of course, they did lose to Georgia Southern, so maybe, you know, firing him. I mean, he's going to get fired anyway, but just to, I mean, the season's over. Just, I don't know, the team's not going to get any better. Northwestern lost, too, to Duke. Yeah, that that, fo- that football powerhouse, Duke. What's up Now, I mean, Illinois, it did... You know, beat Virginia and the defense. I think was pretty good. The offense managed to overcome four first half turnovers and like the same red zone issues that have cropped up all year. Um, I'm just I'm not sure how good Virginia is. So there's a little bit of both there. Where Illinois played well in some regards, Virginia played awful in all regards. But the Big Ten West is maybe as open as I've seen it all right there you go scott ritchie football beat writer uh, gave illinois a b minus over the weekend you graded them right b minus seemed a little harsh they turned it over four times in the beat first virginia 24 3 covered the spread by a lot beat a team that thumped them a year ago with the same quarterback new coach i know but b minus seemed a little i'm just saying seemed a little harsh same quarterback grumpy scott ritchie same quarterback none of the same offensive linemen ed bond had him at a, a b plus it's Radio a producer, huge difference. It's probably, probably closer to reality. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, crowd needs a little work yet. Announced crowd thirty three thousand, about half that many in the stadium, right? What I guess. Yeah. That will happen if uh, they start uh, maybe five and one. What do you think? Let's see. I mean, if they, <clears throat> I, mean, I think they'll beat Chattanooga next week. They're off yep. this week, so. Yep. If they come back from Wisconsin with a win, then I think there you go. The crowds might show up. All right. Maybe we'll see. Um, let's talk basketball. All right. I try to tell you this every week. This is a Richie. basketball podcast. But, r- wait, real quick. Volleyball won the Dayton Invitational. Is that a, a thing? Like, is that good? Uh, that they won three matches is good. They needed that. It wasn't okay. It's, it was their weakest tournament of the year. Okay, I didn't know. All right. Anyway, uh, are they? Is this the week they finally play a home match? No. Okay. Not not quite yet. They, Just, they don't play at home for another uh, eleven days. All right. Well, you don't have to worry about Huff Hall being a hot, sticky mess. Uh, maybe that's the reasoning behind it, without air conditioning, right? So it's going to be nice. Although probably it will be like ninety degrees <laughs> on their <laughs> first game back. Just, you know just because. All right, one uh, one final reminder. This is the Inside Illini Basketball Podcast. Scott Ritchie uh, swears he will at one point talk basketball. You're reminding yourself as well? 
Scott writes about it every morning, uh, com. Good morning, Alana Nation. Unique online content. Today's story, the guy from France, not going to be with the Illini uh, this season. Yeah. Um, Zachary Perrain you know, tweeted about that yesterday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, that he, he is in the U.S. finally, but uh, he's going to spend the year at Sunrise Christian Sunrise Christian Academy um, out in Bel Air, Kansas. Um, just, uh, I mean, that part's a little surprising, the fact that he's not going to play this year, less so. Yeah, I talk with... I was talking with Brad Underwood, Jeff Alexander, like right before the school, like that actual school year started. And like, they were like, you know, we're waiting on some, we're hoping on some good news. Like when you phrase it as hope, there's sort of maybe this feeling that it's not going to happen and just couldn't get him in you know, to school this year. So he's apparently says he's still 100% committed to Illinois. He will you know, reclassify to the class of 2023. Spend the other year at Sunrise Christian, and then, I guess all in theory, uh, join the Illini for the 2023-24 season with Imani Hansberry. That's that's a pretty good front court. Assuming he sticks with Illinois, a good thing. He probably would not have played a lot this year anyway. Also a good thing. Probably not. Uh, and just because, I mean, he missed the whole summer, even if he would have gotten you know, here in the middle of August when classes started, he would have been behind. Um, and there's the fact that he also just turned 18. He's a young, big man, would have been living and playing basketball, living in a foreign country and playing basketball in a foreign country for the first time. Um, like expecting too much from him might have been too much. But there's this small part of me, just based on what he did in the spring, where he like played really well in these you know, events in Europe that kind of got him on the radar for teams like Illinois, Michigan. Trying to think who else is in his final list, and BYU, Florida, maybe just you know, high you know, power conference programs, coupled with how he played for France and the FIBA U18 European Championships, like little intriguing. Because okay. he played really well in the spring, and then you know with France, you know, he played with two guys, Ryan Rupert, City Sissoko, that some draft experts have targeted as potential first round picks next summer. And Zachary Prane might have been France's best player, you know, in that tournament. Um, I think an argument came and made that he was. So, I mean. In the long run, I don't think he would have made a huge impact this season at Illinois, but given another year to work on his game and sort of a lower-key, lower-stress environment that's not college basketball, not the Big Ten, like, could be really beneficial for him. All right, basketball news picking back up. I like to uh, love to read about it. Um, not only that announcement on Sunday, but uh, the schedule was Released finally. That made Ed and Scott's day. I know you guys are very nervous about that leading up to it. I was nervous. I just wanted to know like what it was. Okay. I was anxious. All right. It's different. Anything, the final release of it, well orchestrated by the Big Ten and Big Ten Network, of course. Uh, anything I need to know? I think uh, there's 
two sort of interesting things about it. You know, one is Illinois plays Michigan and Purdue just once in the whole season, the whole Big Ten schedule. And those were the last two games of the season. So, I mean, those two teams that are maybe considered to be Big Ten title contenders, at least in the top five of the conference, and so those late games could very well have some you know, real impact you know, on the Big Ten standings. Uh, the other thing is, like, if Illinois can make it through, you know, this stretch from November 18th through you know, December 6th, the, we'll, we'll find out you know, what this team is all about because they will play in that not quite a month. UCLA, one of Baylor and Virginia. One and one there. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm solving this problem for you. Okay. Uh, Lindenwood. Two, that, that's, right. Two and one. That doesn't count. Stretch. Uh, Syracuse. Three and one. Maryland. Four, at, four at Maryland. Four and one. And then on a neutral in, in Madison Square Garden against Texas. So they're five and one. So here, I just told you, they served the, they survived that stretch. Wow. Yeah. It's impressive. Thank you. If, if they really pull that off, like, they'll be easily a top five team in the country. Well, thank point. you. I'm glad I could help. Next week, in fact, we're going to go game by game on this podcast. I'm going to give Richie a... a a week to figure out because uh, he'll hem and haw, of course. I don't know how, what I don't know who will be on the roster by then. How do you normally do that? That's my I'm uh, Marcus Jackson, 50 50. Uh, I don't know who's on the roster thing. That's my off season excuse. I got to come up with a different one for, for oh, this. We will go game by game. I've got some strong thoughts about how I think Illinois will finish. Apparently, and, uh, they're going to win a national title the way you got them going. Well, I kind of look at the optimist. I'm 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 on the the other side of the tracks uh, as you a lot of times. I I'm I, I'm on the tracks. I'm the realist. <laughs> You're waiting for that train to hit you. You dodge at the very last minute. All right. Anyway, it's a it's a good schedule. Uh, not necessarily for the folks uh, going to State Farm Center to watch games before the Big Ten play starts. I like the Syracuse game a lot. Actually, it's such an intriguing. They're no good, mind you. But it's it's Syracuse. It's Syracuse. It's the Hall of Fame coach, and a rabid following. Yeah, and, and they're orange. I think just uh, both teams should wear orange. Just really confusing. Why not? What's that one game back in the day that really messed with everybody? I think when Wisconsin shows it was, up and it's Wisconsin and red played. Yeah, that was pre high definition TV. So if you're watching from home, you couldn't tell who was on right. and what team. Um, I mean, the actual Big Ten schedule doesn't look that bad for Illinois either. I mean, there are, are some tricky ones, of course, but I mean, it's I think a team and a schedule combination that could put Illinois you know, right there to defend its Big Ten title. Well, you know what? why Ed Bond is smiling ear to ear as the producer of this podcast is every year I hear Complains, why don't they ever play Saturday Saturday like the good old days? And you know what? There's a bunch of Saturday games this year. Yeah, I mean. Look at it. He's smiling. He's laughing. He's chuckling. Finally, know. Saturday games. 
Now, now if we can only get them to start at 1 p.m. and not on TV, like Ed really wants them. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately for Illinois fans, there's only two Big Ten Saturday games at home. So, I mean, that's a little unfortunate, but there's like six total Saturday games in the Big Ten for Illinois and then two more on Sunday. So, mm-hmm. weekend basketball is back. Well, that's good for uh, our News Gazette print subscribers who, as many of you know, we don't publish on Mondays in print. And there's only two of those Sunday games we got to worry about. Yeah. Good. Thank you, Big Ten, for working with us. We submitted the uh, proposal, no Big Ten games, and they kind of listened. Yeah. I mean, otherwise there is a lot of the basically play on every day of the week you know, at this point mm-hmm. you know, in college basketball, but... This, I mean, I just I can't remember over the last however many years I've covered Illinois basketball, eight, seven, this many weekend games. Love it. That's Scott Ritchie, our basketball beat writer. A uh, year, would you say? Uh, let's see, because this is how many years with Underwood? I think I'm going in my eighth year. Okay, good. And uh, yet to have a. Uh, uh, Successful prediction season. It depends on how you judge success. Oh, I got a different grading scale than most. I, Basically, I, I've been, flunk. I've been well over 500 <laughs> well, every year. Give himself a, give you a ribbon there, buddy. Participation ribbon for Scott Ritchie. <laughs> That's the thing these days. <laughs> all right, I bought, I'm going to be nice to you the rest of this podcast. All right, I've... Mark the, the time. Venom jar is empty. Mark the time. Eleven forty-six. Okay. <clears throat> Saw some uh, pictures, uh, some moving pictures of the basketball team uh, practicing in their new facility. True or false? Or True. Was it, it was. Those were. That was legit video. Yeah. They. Uh, okay. They practiced at Auburn on last. Trying to think when I saw Jeff Alexander uh, last Wednesday. Because he was just headed back. Because they're not fully moved in yet. Because he was headed back to his temporary office at Memorial Stadium. But the gym's ready. But the gym was ready. They could practice in there. And um, a lot of the other stuff is done. Like the weight room looked finished. Maybe the locker room as well. But uh, it's not ready for you know complete move in just yet. But getting closer. And just talking with Jeff briefly, like he was just sort of blown away by how amazing. Really is, yeah. I was going to ask you, you in a Smith Center type of deal, the 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 putting surface on the roof was my like wow moment. <laughs> what's the what's the equivalent of the green on the roof over at uh, at the basketball facility? I don't. I mean, they don't have like that. I mean, mini golf. Like, and it's it's more geared towards what they're like there to do. I mean, but the weight room. I mean, it's huge, and like they had, they have a really tiny space, you know, initially. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, I think the most, all the tech advancements, like, have gone into, like, their athletic training spaces, like sports medicine spaces, like any little thing they can do to keep the players healthy and you know, ready and able to play. Like they have the capabilities. I think it's just. Light years ahead of what they had you know, with the you know, original oven, which in its time mm-hmm. was the well, the first of its kind, really in the country, and now Illinois is kind of back, you know, towards the top. 
All right. Uh, expect a story by you comparing where Illinois ranks as far as practice facilities go when it's all finished. Be interesting to see what uh, what uh, its peers are doing. Okay. How about that? Like Kentucky. I always think of Kentucky as this front runner in facilities. Clearly they are not, though, because John Calipari, his big issue is they just built you know, this new practice facility for the football team, and, here, and mm-hmm. he's like, what about me? Well, the football team just beat Florida. What have you done lately, Kentucky? Lost to St. Peter's in the survey. That's right. Uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, Kentucky's not as close right. to the top as you might think. All right. Well, I'll be interested to see what some schools are doing. Uh, Illinois, obviously, uh, one that's all finished. We'll take a tour. We'll take a pho- photographic tour and uh, show you what uh, the Illini are in store for. Uh, pretty cool stuff. Um, other basketball news this week. Some recruiting stuff taking place, right? Yeah, well, the coaches can get back out and you know watch prospects again. You know, the, the dead period's over. Um, so I'm trying to. Oh, I've seen a, a few players. Um, I believe Trey McKinney, who's class 2025 guard from Michigan, uh, Mean Streets product though plays for you know that that team during the summers. Um, they made a, a trip down to uh, Montverde Academy, reigning two-time Geico Nationals champion. Uh, several players there. Um, Bryce Hurd, the former Kenwood guard, class 2025, transferred down there this summer. Um, and a couple 2024 forwards, Liam McNeely transferred in from Texas. Asa Newell transferred from another high school in Florida. Um, you're catching the theme here, transfers. Um, and then in the class of 2023, you know, Illinois has not offered this player yet, uh, Dre Gibbs-Lawhorn, but there's some interest in the, the point guard. He was committed to Purdue um briefly uh d- decommitted like early august kind of back out on the market um Illinois is not necessarily in the in the point guard market kind of, i mean like that'll be something if they have to address it they'll do in the transfer portal just cuz they have so many young guards on this year's roster but they're keeping tabs on you know the former Purdue commit um that Mount Verde team is just crazy talented and that's where Scott Clark played Um, but they have basically all new transfers there Um, so those are just some early September visits they've made and that'll continue and then obviously they'll get players on campus you know here in the next few months and then through the whole season as well all right the season uh, what about 50 some days away is that right I think get close uh, we have uh, an off week for football this week, which means, tell me, this is true. When I pick up my Sunday print edition of the News Gazette, I'm going to read about college basketball. That's my intention. Yes. Yeah. That's what I wanted to hear. Is your long-awaited conversation with Tim Anderson? With Tim Anderson finally going to see the light of day. I think that's the plan. Oh, tell me about it. What's your lead? <laughs> uh, I have no idea. No, but probably this uh, sort of the most one of the most interesting things that you know, he talked about was when he was a young assistant, like at a you know, D two level. His first his first job out of you know college 
Um, didn't pay a ton, obviously. Low-level coach, and this was you know, several years ago as well. Um, had a, He had a young family, so he picked up a second job as uh, a lab technician, and a, his job was to, like, sort of wrangle the mice that were being used in the the laboratory experiments and just the way he phrased it was like they were as afraid of him as he was afraid of them so it's just I mean sort of just kind of painted a pretty interesting picture like he he just didn't show up one day at Illinois as a high paid you know assistant coach with all these connections across the country um, you know from the NBA down to the high school levels like it it's a path for some of these guys and he, and he walked all of it. It's a great lead. Can't wait to read uh, that this weekend. Tim Harrison, we sat down with him, what, last month, right? Uh, got some great photos. Uh, he His his success story is a, yeah, was one of the many storylines last season, uh, just how he fit in so quickly, and the other assistants as well. Yeah, and, like, when a coach has to replace his entire assistant staff, like, that – could be like a little problematic, but you know, Jeff Alexander got the promotion and he'd been with you know Brad Underwood for several years here and then also at Western, also you know, at the Juco level, they had a, a relationship. But then Chester Frazier, Tim Anderson come in and it was seamless and recruiting didn't drop off. I mean, both those two guys were responsible for. Of this incoming group of freshmen and Tim Anderson responsible for you know the commits they have two classes out still in 2024 so you know there's sort of this thought of like okay Brad Underwood just lost Orlando Antigua and Chen Coleman like great recruiters and lost Stephen Gentry who was crucial in sort of developing you know Illinois' offense and it's like how are they going to make this work? And then they did. Pick up your Sunday paper, uh, available at uh, hundreds of locations in about eight counties. Uh, it'll be well worth the read. Uh, as we move closer to the season, uh, old Richie will try to introduce so many of these new faces that are on the roster. Here's the one that really intrigues me more so than ever, and that's Sky Clark. I can't get enough of knowing what his potential will be. You know, one of the most highly rated recruits in some time. Yeah. Tell me tell me I should temper my enthusiasm right now. Or don't. Even better. Don't. I mean I guess I'm gonna say don't. All right. Maybe a little. Ah, now you just ruined it. <laughs> no, don't, I don't I don't, I don't think so. Like you never know how freshmen are gonna respond in college basketball some are great some take some time but in the snippets i've seen of sky clark now that he's been fully healthy um i can understand why he was like a top 10 recruit in his class pre acl injury um he's just got slick handles like really tight you know was great with the ball in his hands. Can attack the basket, finish at the rim, you know, through contact. Because he's not slight. Like, he's 6'3", 200 pounds. Like, he's 
got a really good frame and I think sort of has a reputation as a shooter as well. I think there's reason to be optimistic about, you know, what he could what he could be for Illinois this season. We just have to wait and, you know, less than a month and we'll find out. I mean, the first game is uh November seventh, I think. Well, we'll try to work on uh, getting me some exclusive video of him in practice, if you don't, if you don't mind, because uh, there were give me an invite. I, w- I would say I was going to go over to the Ark to watch them play informally, uh, like where we saw Kofi dunk on that poor undergrad <laughs> last year, I think it was. <laughs> but as you saw a, a story by Ethan Simmons in the paper, those basketball courts are no longer there at the Ark. It's all weight rooms now. What are what are we doing? I don't understand. I need more basketball courts, if anything. Yeah, and that, that's short-sighted because there's always people yeah, playing on those courts. Anyway, I don't know where I was going with that, but I need to see some Sky Clark, all right? Are they going to have an open? You remember the years ago when they had a scrimmage on the the south end zone, uh, beyond the south end zone, immediately following an Illinois football game? Can we make that happen this year? I don't remember that at all. Um Whippersnapper, Ed. Sure. <laughs> He's going to make it happen. That was a great idea, by the way, Ed. Remember that? Yeah, it really was. I think it followed a loss, maybe, but oh well. What they did last year, they did have an open practice at State Farm Center before a football game. So maybe that okay. is on the table. I think with the uh, fan base as rabid as it is, it would work. Yeah. And, I mean, we don't get invited otherwise, so I, I look forward to that as much as the fans All right. do. All right, Scott Ritchie, before I let you out of here today, um, I know you don't have any data, do you? I know that bothers you in the off season. You're uh, unable to adjust and find me some scheduling data or anything like that, right? Um, if not that, then just give me some uh, loose ends that need to be tied up. I think I've already gave you previous podcasts on my great data but there is so bartorvik.com we'll give you some schedule yeah, there, there's your buddy yeah it, it's a just a fascinating website um but he has with the schedule complete you've know, gone through and sort of projected out the Illinois season now I will start that there's a difference between Illinois being favored in the game and then maybe actually winning them in all how the math shakes out. And I don't know. I was taking my his word, but he has Illinois as the favorites in all but five games. With a projected record, however, of 22-8, and 13-7 in the Big Ten. So it's not bad. It's not quite where you have them, I don't think. 13-7 and seven in the Big Ten, did you say? Yeah. That's not going to win you a title. I've, I've got some concerns with that. Probably won't. No, it won't. I'm trying to think. There was no. It won't. Trust me when I say it won't. The year before COVID, I feel like that was pretty close to when there was a three-way tie at the top of the Big Ten. It was pretty close to that. Fourteen and six. It was fourteen. I think they were all fourteen and six. So, maybe. so I'm right. This is what you're saying. Don't give me that look. They finished. Don't give me that quizzical look, Scott Rich. I'm just saying that you're not far off from. <laughs> A big ten title. All right. Again, looking forward to our weekend coverage. Looking forward to um, all sorts of basketball coverage. Uh, 6 a.m. AlanaHQ.com uh, as we creep closer to the season. 
Looking forward to all what Scott Ritchie brings, uh, including some football coverage. Now that uh, Bielema's team has me a little intrigued now, I will admit to that. That's the first step, then. All right. I told you to talk basketball. We'll do that uh, again next Monday. We'll see you then.